Brain Trust, hello. Hello, everybody. I missed y'all. Um, I got a full news episode coming at you right now. First in a minute. But before that, the only plug for this week. It's a very exciting one for my life. Idiot Test, my brand new TV show I'm hosting on Game Show Network, GSN, debuts this coming Tuesday, August 12th, at 9, 8 central here in America. Don't know if it's airing in other countries, haven't looked that up. Please watch it, two back-to-back episodes every Tuesday at 9 o'clock, following The Chase, which is at 8 o'clock. Two back-to-back episodes. It's a brain teaser, brain puzzle, out-of-the-box game show. And it's half comedy, because when people get the questions wrong, I cap on some fools. That being said, the show is starting right now. Dollar Tree spends more than a dollar on something? Justin Bieber has punch thrown at him by which actor? Commentary on the conflict in the Gaza Strip. Obama being sued. Where in outer space has water been discovered? Is FedEx a drug dealer? Russia gets sanctions slapped. And who did a Kanye West cover? I'm sorry, who? All this and more during the... Last Week on Earth with Ben Glebe. Into an age of oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. So did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It agree to be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say don't be economic girly man. in the brain trust and everybody new to the pod you are now in the brain trust so welcome aboard it's great to have you um i'm ben glebe i'm your host that'll be taking you through this podcast where we cover everything that happened during the last week on earth every damn thing basically asterisk pretty much mostly we are brought to you this week by air without us i mean good luck son of a bitch good luck you damn son of a bitch uh with without air our sponsor this week. Uh, right now I'm recording this from the hotel I'm staying at in San Francisco in Union, Union, Union Square, Union Square, part of San Francisco. Um, recording this from my hotel. The sun is rising on the day this podcast will be released. It's now 6 a.m. I'm beginning the recording and it'll be released in a few hours. As soon as I'm done recording, I will be sleeping for about four hours before I go to the airport. I have to pack. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about my problems. I think it's time we get into the news after I tell you one thing I already said in the cold open. But my TV show, I couldn't be more excited about it, Idiot Test, is premiering this coming Tuesday on Game Show Network at 9, 8 central. Please watch it. Please, if you can't watch it, and even if you can, set your DVRs or your TiVos to tape it and try to watch it or let it play within 
three days. Watch it. Uh, I'm trying to stay within three days so that it counts for our ratings. So people like it and get hooked on it. Cause I think you will get hooked on it. It's a very addictive show to watch. And then um, you'll enjoy it. And then you'll watch it more. And it'll be great. And we'll get a season two. And life will be lovely. So just like go ahead and do that. Know what I'm saying? Killer. If you feel like it. You don't have to do it. Um, doing a lot of press. Ramping up for the show. It's very exciting. I'm stoked about it. Um, and uh, that's it. That's it. I think it's time we get to the meat and potatoes of the podcast, starting with our biggest story of the week, as we always do, the most important story. Dollar Tree buys Dollar Family for $8.5 billion, the Daily Beast has reported. Dollar Tree Incorporated has agreed to purchase family dollar stores for $8.5 bill. Yan. Dollars. Now that the dollar store competitors have merged, they will have 13,000 locations across the U.S. and Canada. The newly merged dollar store will be the largest discount retailer in North America, outnumbering Walmart, which has 11,000 locations. The merger occurred after a push from Family Dollars billionaire investor Carl Icahn, whose full name is Carl Icahn, sell things for a dollar, who wanted a struggling chain to sell itself. Honestly, though, I'm critical of this. Where do they get off selling themselves for more than $1? Their business model clearly states everything for $1. Everything. The two companies' combined value now is estimated at $2. Orlando Bloom takes a swing at Justin Bieber, known as Bieber to most. The Beast also reports. Persistent rumors that Bieber went on a date in 2012 with Bloom's then-wife, model Miranda Kerr, were perhaps not helped by Bieber's greeting Bloom the other night at a nightclub in Ibiza, as reported by TMZ, by saying, What's up, bitch? Orlando then took a swing at Justin. Can you blame him? Most people who see him wish they could swing him unless they're young girls. Bieber ducked and fled the scene, like ducks do when they're being swung at. While other diners of the restaurant, here's the best line of the story, broke into an impromptu round of applause. Back in the safety of his hotel room, Bieber then posted a picture of Miranda Kerr wearing a revealing swimsuit because he's a complete child. He's a very immature little boy. The bad blood between the two has not been helped by the fact that Orlando's been seen out with Justin's on and off girlfriend, Selena Gomez. Isn't Orlando Bloom like 50? At least 40? Even if he's in his late 30s, isn't Bieber like nine years old? How are the two dating the same girls? I do not understand it. Orlando Bloom, of course the poor man's Johnny Depp. The Gaza conflict seems to be finally winding down, I hope. Uh, peace talks are beginning, or will be beginning, not direct talks, but both sides have agreed to, to sit down and have peace talks. Um, Israel pulled most of its troops out of the Gaza Strip. And during the last week, there were a bunch of ceasefires, mostly for humanitarian reasons, that Hamas, the terrorist organization the news media is talking about like they're on an equally justified side of this conflict as Israel, for some damn incorrect reason, kept immediately breaking. The ceasefire kept immediately breaking all of them because Hamas, this terrorist group, kept launching more rockets into Israel. A sovereign nation 
BT dubs, almost none of those rockets land in Israel because of their Iron Dome missile defense system. But of course, Israel has to then strike back because their sovereign nation was just attacked by missile. So Hamas basically keeps breaking the ceasefires so that more of their own people can be killed and more innocent civilians. So that's some backwards-ass logic if you ask Glebe. I don't have any idea how Hamas could plausibly think that they could beat the nation of Israel with the strongest military man-for-man man in the world. On the planet. It's like the Washington Senators basketball team really thinking they're going to beat the Harlem Globetrotters when everyone knows that they're going to get killed 110 to 5. The Beast also reports Israel has effectively shrunk in Gaza's territory by 44% according to the UN. There are more than 160,000 displaced people. Swaths of Gaza have become a no-man's land as rubble fills the streets. That is very sad, of course it is. As is the loss of innocent Palestinian lives. The lives of very nice Palestinian people, every bit as worthwhile human beings as anybody else. But of course that is true, because we are all exactly the same. But Hamas, once again, the terrorist organization that for some reason was let into the legitimate Palestinian government by Mahmoud Abbas, the president of the Palestinian people. You got to question Hamas's strategy. What do you expect a nation to do? A tiny, vulnerable nation like Israel, surrounded only by enemies, to do? When they are attacking them, when Hamas is attacking them from civilian neighborhoods and hiding weapons and launching attacks from their own innocent people's houses and schools and building underground tunnels like ninja turtles but like evil terrorist ninja turtles from which to attack innocent Israelis. So let me explain this to you, Hamas, if I may. Everyone on earth, when attacked, will attack back. They have no choice but to do so. And every single time the people you claim to care for, your own people, will be disproportionately killed in much greater numbers. The Washington Senators basketball team, the perennial straight man to the Harlem Globetrotters, are foolish if they think they will ever beat the Harlem Globetrotters. But at least at the end of their games, many of the Senators don't end up killed. As a side note, the Senators did actually beat the Globetrotters once. But I'm pretty sure it was a publicity stunt. Miley Cyrus did something this last week, I'm sure. I didn't read about it. Chose not to. In a rare bit of logic prevailing, Virginia's anti-gay marriage law ruled unconstitutional. Woo-hoo! Says the least cool gay person ever. Politico reports. Affirming a February ruling from a district court judge, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled 2-1 to one Monday that Virginia's ban on same-sex marriage is unconstitutional. Quote, We recognize that same-sex marriage makes some people deeply uncomfortable, wrote Judge Henry Floyd in the majority opinion. Quote, However, inertia and apprehension are not legitimate bases for denying same-sex couples due process and equal protection of the laws. Even Virginia a very conservative state is coming around the gay marriage bandwagon realizing humans are humans. Something that should have been realized, I don't know, fucking at the beginning of people. But at least we're getting there. Republicans call for Obama to be impeached. 
then criticized Democrats for mentioning it. The Daily Beast reports. Impeachment is a final fantasy for hyperpartisans in the GOP, but some Democrats are exploiting the craziness as a fundraising call to arms. Silly season has started, and both parties are trying to fundraise off the fringe. As I quote John Avalon, the editor-in-chief of the Daily Beast, my favorite news website, directly, and I continue to do so now, from his article, one-third of Americans now say that President Obama should be impeached. One-third! according to a CNN-ORC poll. This carries about as much constitutional weight as previous free-floating anxieties about the president being secretly Muslim, communist, or born in Kenya. The partisan breakdown of the impeach Obama crowd is roughly what you'd expect. 57% of Republicans say they support impeachment. 35% of independents, with a very confused 13% of Democrats bringing up the caboose. But just because you're a few beers short of a six-pack does not mean you're not somebody's constituent. And so a small but determined band of dim-witted congressmen and conservative racketeers keep ratcheting up the impeachment rhetoric as a way of agitating the base ahead of the typically low-turnout, high-intensity midterm elections. If I can explain, now speaking again as Ben, myself, the human who's hosting this podcast, and not John Avlin, the man I was quoting, another human, who will be a guest on this podcast sometime in the future. They, some Republicans, said that they want to impeach Obama. And then they tried to stifle that talk. Then some Democrats mentioned that that talk was being mentioned. And Republicans criticized Democrats for trying to raise money by pretending the Republicans want to impeach him, when in fact many of them talked about it. Do you see that absurd hypocrisy there? That cyclical hypocrisy? The circle of hypocrisy. It's not a... Okay, I'm not going to keep saying that. It's very dumb. It doesn't fit the song at all. It doesn't fit the motherfucking song at all. John Avlin called his article The Absurd Impeachment Feedback Loop which is the perfect phrasing for an absurd thing. Jumping ahead to the end of John Avalon's article, executive overreach was never much of a concern for conservatives not named Ron Paul when their party controlled the executive branch. Republican reaction to Kucinich and company, who tried a million times, essentially, that last part's not a quote, to impeach George W. Bush was predictable. 86% of Republicans said Bush should not be impeached calling it absurd, extreme, and an outrage. The article finishes, These terms still apply when the other guy is in the Oval Office. We debase our democracy by playing the impeachment card too casually. And it's particularly offensive when it's done by puffed-up, self-appointed defenders of the Constitution with a profit motive. Referring, Avalon does, to people in super PACs, Republican super PACs that pay themselves huge sums of money to raise money for causes that the Republicans endorse, essentially just do it to rabble-rouse the base and to be a bunch of bullshit motherfuckers. That's the last part, again, is Ben speaking and me interpreting it as I willed. And that's, of course, after they decided to sue Obama. The first time ever a president's been sued, political reported. Obama this week, in response, told Republicans to, quote, just stop hating all the time. Oh, just stop hating all the time. In response to the House, GOP's move on Wednesday to file a lawsuit against them. 
calling the lawsuit alleging he exceeded his powers in executing the Affordable Care Act a political stunt. Obama said Republicans only have a few years left until they can, quote, be mad at the next president. And the next day they didn't pass a bill for solving the kids of the border immigration crisis and wrote Obama a letter telling him to use his power to do something by himself without Congress. The exact thing that they're suing him for doing. They then the next day told him to do because they can't get things done. Look at these pots calling the president black. It's a circle of hypocrisy. It's a weird... I'm not going to keep singing that, obviously. ISIS, the terrible terrorist group taking over Iraq and Syria, encourages death to the Jews. Oh, how sweet. Supporters of the Islamic State have taken to the streets of Europe chanting death to the Jews and waving the group's signature black flags, a friendly flag it must be. No longer confined to any flag named and colored after a pest-killing spray. Can't be lovely. No longer confined to just Iraq or Syria, the ISIS message is spreading to the Netherlands. Reports Nadeh de Wieser, obviously a Danish dude. Youths are intrigued by the anti-Semitic message. Look, I'm not anti-Jew, but I'm just intrigued by the idea. Tell me more. Your foot's in the door, but really sell me here. All people are people, you fucking assholes. All people are the same, you fucking assholes. Except for fucking assholes. Period. You're the only people who are not the same. Because you're assholes. Did I make that clear? 101 active geysers seen on Saturn's moon, Time reports. Long dismissed as impossible. There is now a space race for the best possible site to find other forms of life. Saturn's moon in Seladus has taken the lead. 101 Dalmatians, I'm sorry, active geysers. Shooting water from the cracks in its southern hemisphere have been discovered. Shooting water from the cracks in their southern hemisphere. That is important since water coming from deep inside the moon means there may be a reservoir of permanent liquid water there where life could thrive. The discovery came from images from NASA's Cassini space probe and was announced in two papers in the Astronomical Journal. I have been a very bad Morgan Freeman impression covering this story. Point being, geysers shooting water found on Saturn, active water. Well, I will be damned. Someone get up their stat and bottle that shit. Saturn water could sell for way more than Fiji. By the way, BTWs, BTW, we're more than halfway through the podcast already. I'm doing my best to shorten the podcast when I cover the news, as we all have busy lives. Make it more manageable, consumable, bite-sizable. So we'll see how well I do at that, but I'm trying. You want the next story you're saying? Okay, great. Just hold on one second. I'm about to shout it. I'm about to shout it any moment. U.S. accuses Russia of violating its arms. Treaty. New York Times reports. The U.S. leveled its most serious allegation of a treaty violation against Russia on Monday, accusing it of breaking the 1987 arms treaty by testing a ground-launched cruise missile. President Obama apparently wrote Putin a letter conveying the charge. Meanwhile, 
Though sanctions have not deterred Russia from supporting separatists in Ukraine thus far, the U.S. and European Union are hoping a fresh batch will do the trick. The U.S. is joining the EU in hitting Russia with new economic sanctions this week. According to Tony Blinken, who has an eye problem, a White House national security advisor also, he is, Putin may be preparing to send rocket launchers to the east to help rebels. That's pretty awesome. Awesomely fucked up, bro. Stop supporting rebels. They're trying to take down a sovereign country. Okay? Do you know what sovereign means? It means you can't fucking take them down willy-nilly style. Big willy style on your own accord. On your own Honda Accord. Do you get it? Do you get it, Putin? I'll take that as no. More on those sanctions in a moment, but first, ex-head of China's gas and oil sector faces graft probe. I'm pretty sure graft means stealing. New York Times reports, President Xi Jinping has made his strongest move to date targeting elite party corruption in China. On Tuesday, the Communist Party announced that former security chief Zhu Yongkang will be investigated on formal corruption charges. He's the first standing or retired party member to face an official graft probe. Xinhua? 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 The state-run news source and healthy carb alternative announced the party, quote, decided to establish an investigation of Zhu Yongkang, I'm sorry, Zhu Yongkang, for grave violations of discipline. It did not release details regarding the exact charges, but Zhu Yongkang had tight political control over the lucrative oil and gas sector. His son, sister-in-law, and son's mother-in-law held about $1 billion in assets, much of it from these industries. Yeah, now I'm sure that's normal. There's no corruption there. A billion dollars is the amount he was supposed to be paid to work for the government. A billion dollars. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it? And now, back to our story in progress about new sanctions on Russia unleashed by the European Union and the United States Washington Post reports. The European Union agreed Tuesday to harsh new sanctions against Russia to punish the country for its involvement in Ukraine. After months of hesitating, EU ambassadors united finally and agreed to send a potentially crippling economic message to Moscow with sanctions hitting oil, gas, and military sectors. If they want to hit the oil and gas sectors, they should have just had that Chinese guy go over to Russia and run some shit. Oh, he'd hit them good. Much of Europe is relying on Russia for its energy supply and was loath to enforce severe sanctions, but the downing of Malaysian Airlines... Flight MH17, an airline having a very bad year, reportedly changed attitudes. Quote, the plane changed everything, said Sophia Pugsley of the Adams family, I mean European Council on Foreign Relations. And sanctions in general, it's always a weird move to me in response to murder. You killed people, so we'll retaliate by giving you a paper cut, but like a harsh one. Is FedEx America's number one drug dealer? The Daily Beast asks. Not me. The Daily Beast asks. Because I don't out drug dealers. I ain't looking for trouble, okay? Just keep walking. I didn't see nothing. FedEx heads to court today to face charges of conspiring to traffic $1.6 billion worth of illegal meds across the country. Abby Haglage reports that the DA 
and the, the, the DEA, Drug Enforcement Agency, and the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, a lot of drug organizations in America, have accused FedEx of not only allowing but helping Internet pharmacies distribute. A former courier for FedEx is hardly shocked, claiming FedEx is, quote, the number one drug shipper in the world. Well, I, for one, would like to offer FedEx a heartfelt thank you. You're doing God's work. In more drug news, your craft whiskey is probably from a factory distillery in Indiana. Think your craft whiskey was locally distilled? Think again, mofo. Think again. Eric Felton reveals the artisan whiskey industry's biggest secret. Many of these so-called small batch distillers are actually buying their product from one large factory in Indiana. Now that is fucked up. Fucked up and still super tasty. And proves, not surprisingly, that alcohol snobs don't know what they're talking about. By the way, we're also brought to you this week by Jack Special Bourbon. Same shit, different bottle. Ex-head of China's gas and oil sector faces graft probe. Are you having deja vu right now? We're brought to you also by Deja Vu. Are you having deja vu right now? FBI nabs man on white powder letter hoax. A man sent hundreds of letters to embassies, daycare centers over the years, and schools with a mysterious white powder and threatening letters, but it turns out it was not anything dangerous in the end. He has been arrested, and my guess will probably be spending 30 years to life in fake prison. And our last story before Twitter answers. The House and Senate reach VA bill deal, Daily Beast reports. The House and Senate have reached a tentative agreement for overhauling the Department of Veterans Affairs. Led by Democratic Senator Bernie, the very Jewish Sanders, Benny Sanders, and Republican Congressman, the very waspy Jeff Miller, negotiators, quote, made significant progress on legislation over the weekend, according to AIDS, not the disease, but the helpers of the congressman. The bill will provide $5 billion in emergency funding to hire more doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. That's good. According to a congressional draft summary, it will also offer veterans a Veterans Choice Card to seek medical professionals outside the VA. Also a great idea, but covered under Medicare and other federally qualified programs. In response to the scandal of VA workers falsifying timing records to improve their performances because... Veterans are having to wait sometimes months to see a doctor, so people working at the VA hospitals change the record to say they only had to wait maybe a few weeks. This bill also stipulates that scheduling and wait time will not be considered in performance reviews. I'm sorry, what? That's not how it's supposed to go. That's not going to fix the problem of crazy long wait times for our nation's brave veterans who served our country with valor and distinction and bravery and battle. You got to cut down the wait times. Punish them for falsifying records, not saying, okay, from now on, when, you file, when we evaluate your work here, you don't have to mention how long people had to wait to see you. We'll just skip that part since it was so problematic. I mean... Congress is nothing if not able to really work its way around a problem in a way that does not address the problem itself. 
Congratulations. Felicitaciones, Congress. And on that note, with our very flawed Congress, it's time to check on, check in with, for a flaw-themed Twitter answers with the Brain Trust, the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the big Glebers in all of us, the Friends with Benefits. He's down. Full Twitter answers. It is Twitter answers. I asked you, the brain trust, the 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 sweet sweet people that are in the trusted brain. What is your biggest flaw or thing about yourself you'd like to work on? Hashtag Twitter answers. Hashtag Last Week on Earth. Ray Long at Geek Gamer Guy says, I try to do too much, and I'm pretty sure it's killing me. Or it could be the reality TV and politics. Life is the same way, potentially about both. I'm right there with you, bro. Maybe the podcast can at least keep our political information fun, usually light. Optimist for PA Gov at John Hollowitz says, I tend to get frustrated by things that aren't within my control, which leads to my angry outbursts. Gotta control that. Hashtag brain trust. Yeah, you gotta control it. I mean, what's wrong with you? Why would you just randomly get mad at people like that? You can't control certain things. Just make peace with it and take a yoga class or try Pilates or maybe some, some, some kind of Zen meditation, meditative practice, okay? I said that problem too. I really don't get angry randomly anymore. I only get angry at things that I can control, that people are... I get, the only one thing that makes me angry is when people don't do their jobs well. When people slack at their jobs or are really lazy at things that affect me, that's not cool. Things that affect others, that's not cool. Be as lazy as you want for your own life. Just don't fuck others up. Chris at Last But Broken says, Social anxiety can't start conversation with strangers. I hear that it can be awkward, but just realize, as much as that first moment seems impenetrable, much like talking to a pretty girl, it's not. You can always just say hi. People are nice, and they'll say hi back. If they don't, they're the dicks. They're the ones that have the problem. It's no loss to you, and there's no cost to you. Why not just try it? What's, what's the worst that to happen? There's no physical harm. There's no emotional harm. Worst case, you say hi. How are you? And they say Fuck you, get away from me. They're obviously a crazy person. You shouldn't be talking to crazy people. It's their problem, not yours. Luna Altair at Luna X Sunshine says, Ben Gleave, I'm a terrible lot. Uh, I'm a terrible nail biter. What is your biggest flaw? Well, I too am a nail biter. It's one of my biggest flaws. I'm trying to fix it. It drives me nuts. I too am also, believe it or not, I feel like I'm very lazy with my own life and don't get as much done as I want to. I don't write as much as I want to. And also probably my biggest flaw of all of them probably is that I'm late always. I'm always late places. I procrastinate like crazy, and it makes me late. I don't have to make time well, and I always get late places, and I apologize for it. I'm sorry, guys. Even this podcast is late sometimes. I'm sorry. Please stick with me. Don't judge me. I'm working on my flaws. And Darren Whaley at Lone Wolf 269 says his flaw, he's too honest. Well, that one's easy to fix. Start lying, bro. Wanted to remind you guys one last time. Idiot Test premieres 
Nationwide, only on Game Show Network, August 12th, this coming Tuesday, from 9 to 10 p.m., two back-to-back episodes following The Chase. And this Tuesday, the 12th, will also be on Chelsea Lately, plugging idiot test. Chelsea ends forever in about three weeks. Chelsea Lately does in less than three weeks. There are only nine episodes of the show left. I'll be appearing on three of them. So that's an incredible honor. I'm so excited, and I hope you guys tune into that as well. I'll also be on Kevin and Bean, legendary Los Angeles radio show, and hugely popular podcast on the 12th as well, promoting Idiot Test. A lot of fun coming at me. Hopefully you guys get to enjoy it too. Because all the things I'm doing, I'm sharing them with you. They're broadcast mostly. So you can you can enjoy it along with me. Won't you join me? Will you join me? Won't you be my neighbor? Could you be mine? Would you be mine? Could you be my neighbor? Man, I am tired. That is very clear. I am delusional and giddy and weird. Super especially weird right now. And on that note, he is town full of thunder round. It's the Thunder Round. New Mexico man blames robbery on stomach scratch. Story brought to us by at UK Brain Trust, the British Bureau of this podcast. An Albuquerque man facing robbery and larceny charges. No one knows what larceny means. Says he merely, even cops don't know, says he merely scratched his stomach and didn't pull a gun when a grocery store clerk handed him cash suddenly. KRQE TV reports. That Patrick Silva told police he only asked for change Sunday when the clerk thought he was robbing her and handed him more than $1,600. Silva told police anyone handed lots of cash would take it and run. So that's what he did. But the cashier told authorities Silva threatened to shoot her if she didn't turn over the money during a robbery. I, on the other hand, done the opposite. I had a brief period in my life when I Robbed many, many convenience stores. Each time I was just trying to scratch myself. Police found Silva at a nearby gas station lying in the bed of a pickup truck. As all innocent people do. Who were just handed money. This guy's a fucking moron. A flight attendant has passengers drug backs, the Daily Beast reports. Before landing in Sydney, Australia on Sunday night... A crew member from Jetstar Airlines told passengers to flush their drugs before landing. Quote, We have been told there are sniffer dogs and quarantine officers waiting in the domestic terminal. If you need to dispose of anything you shouldn't have, we suggest you flush it now. A lot of the passengers were coming from the Splendor and the Grass Music Festival on Australia's eastern coast, and apparently there was a mad dash for the toilets. Um, firstly... That is one badass fucking flight attendant. God bless you and your soul. And two, why are you people bringing drugs on airplanes when FedEx will ship it for you for reasonable rates? Why? Can you explain that? 
Mmm, Ben, I love antidepressants and racism. Mmm, I'm Paula Dean. Paula, you've made an appearance in the podcast in such a long time. I know, Ben. Mmm, bye. Bye, Paula. So nice having you. Back again, back streets, back again, Rex and effects. I'm going to stop singing. Because you know who's going to sing? Allison Williams, the unbelievably beautiful and exactly my type star of the HBO hit series Girls. He plays the apparently annoying Marnie character, although I don't find her annoying. Apparently people do. Some. Has been cast, as you did not guess it, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. In the upcoming live NBC musical. But can she play an effeminate boy in tights? Who knows? Can she even sing? Well, that, I will let her answer that for you. As I leave you with this scene from Girls, where Allison Williams sings Kanye West's Stronger. Until last week, next week, this has been... Last Week on Earth. Take it away, Allison. This scene from Girls. Work it, make it, do it Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger That, that, that don't kill me Can only make me stronger I need you to hurry up now Cause I can't wait much longer Secretary, you're the boss tonight And you don't give a fuck what they all say, right? Bow in the presence of greatness Cause right now thou hast forsaken us You should be honored by my lateness That I would even show up to this fake shit So go ahead, go nuts, go ape shit Especially my pastels and my babe shit She's still going I know I got to be right now Cause I can't get much wronger Man, I've been waiting all night now That's how long I've been on ya Congrats on the 20,000, you guys, really Congratulations Woo! Isn't that fucking awesome? This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>